Dirt Reporters podcast for the week of December 6th. I'm your host, D-Swab, Derek Kessinger, alongside my editorial staff of Kevin Kovac, Kyle McFadden, and Todd Turner. Uh, sorry, guys, my conditions are a little crazier than usual or not in my uh, studio. As we introduce to the world our beautiful daughter, me and Pauline, Chloe, Maggie Kessinger at 626 on December 4th. So we're finishing up here at the hospital but I'm not going to miss dirt reporters. I know that she comes in the world, but the racing world still goes on, right? A little bit. But uh, Todd, remember when like PRI week was here? Like we actually had a lot of breaking news come out during like Thursday and Friday. I know we'll have some uh, more and more, but I just think with the age we're living in, a lot more stuff is coming out. And then the big announcement that came yesterday was Eldora Speedway. But I just wanted to touch on it a little bit. We used to have a lot more breaking news at PRI, but just the way the world is now, a lot of breaking news comes the week of or the week leading into it. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, a little bit cyclical. Uh, uh, and I think some people have realized if you uh, announce everything at PRI and everyone else is announcing everything, that uh, as you go down the, the pecking order, your, your uh, announcement may not get much information or much uh, attention. Uh, so, um, uh, and for the news guys who uh, have a busy time there at PRI, no matter what's going on, it's nice to kind of spread it out a little bit uh, and get these schedules. Uh, of course, we have several schedules out this week. Um, you know, a lot of the driver and other information has come out kind of throughout the fall, kind of sprinkled throughout really since, uh, I guess, late August or September. So, um, yeah, it's it's probably better overall. Uh, so you kind of spread it out a little bit. And then at PRI, maybe we can hit on some other issues. Kyle and I will be covering uh, uh, the show floor there uh, and looking at uh, some hopefully more detailed things about the sport. Uh, you know, even though it is a year-round sport and we're all together all the time, uh, it is a kind of a nice time when you people and, uh, um, you know, talk about some of the issues where people are, are a little bit in a mindset of the big picture uh, at PRI. So it's a good uh, place to address some of those things. And congrats to you, Derek. I, I thought your paternity leave would be like for months and months and months, but that you're uh, no. with the, with, already back. I'm, I'm impressed. Well, this part, this part's easy. I can do the recording from home or anywhere locations with that good internet we have nowadays at certain parts of the country. Maybe not some racetracks. We've been a few that don't have anything, but uh, all in all, yeah, it's good fun, and I appreciate that. Kovac, the schedules came out, Outlaws, a couple weeks ago. We had Lucas Oil come out last Friday, and then Eldora kind of dropped the big news. At least for the Dirt Late Model Dream, they're going to have Castro Flow Racing Night in America on Wednesday night. Because we love racing four days in a row at the same track, so we're excited for that. Um, and then Thursday and Friday, they're going to split the field. Only half race on Thursday, half race on Friday. That will set up, you know, Saturday's heat races. Uh, it's going to be a richer payout, twenty-five thousand dollars to win for those features. So guys, guys like Jonathan Davenport and Brandon Overton, guys that have been very successful there, are going to be okay with that. Um, we don't see it much in our sport, though. Where you know we separate the field, I think Gateway Dirt Nationals, at least for the Crown Jewel aspect of it, are the only you know race that I can think of right now where they split the field in only one run on each night. Uh, kind of a different strategy Eldora is going uh, into for the Dirt Late Model Dream. The World 100 as of now is going to be the same, but they're doing this for the Dirt Late Model Dream in June. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's a good thing. Uh, I heard a little bit about it. You know, there were some murmurs back at the World 100 and Dirt Track World Championship that uh, Eldora might be looking into this, like the split, uh, the split days. 
and, and I, I kind of, I, I like it because it's a really long, I mean, when you have 80 to 100 and plus cars, depending on the fields, you know, all time trialing two nights in a row, uh, there's a lot. Of, I mean, I, I think Eldora did look at that where like, even you start at hot laps at 630 and those heat races for those prelim nights weren't starting until 8.30 at the earliest, or a lot of them were a few times the last couple of years. I think they were going to like almost nine o'clock, a lot of car and qualify and bring everybody back across the, you know, the, from the top, the top of the pits and bring them down to the infield if everybody's not in the, in the bottom. Um, I think this will really impact things better and it, and it should, you know, help, I think a little bit of the, uh, the, you know, the, the grueling nature of the weekend too. I mean, now, Teams will have a, a, a day to sort of regroup. You know, that mean that they could run that. Everybody can run the, the Castrol race on Wednesday if they want. Uh, so they'll still have three nights of racing coming to Eldora. But there will right. be that one night where they can kind of sit back and, and relax a little bit. And, and uh, I mean, I think for the crews, that'll be really good, too. I mean, because they're, you know, with three nights in a row with all the, um, you know, the tire work they have to do and, and everything else, uh, just working on those race cars and fixing, fixing spoilers takes a lot out of them and, and maybe, you know, the, the, the drivers, I mean, the teams can have a little bit of a, uh, you know, a, a sit back and enjoy a night at Eldora now. Yeah. And that's what kind of like gateway is like those guys aren't racing on one night. They're in the crowd, mixing it up with the fans. Maybe they'll go on the broadcast and give their uh, expert an analysis throughout the night. And it's kind of like maybe a scouting report too, where they can watch the race and see where different drivers are running throughout the weekend. Uh, uh, Kyle, just in the ra the way that we race so much every single day, we do add that night on Wednesday, which Kovac, I think majority of the people are going to race regardless on Wednesday. That's just how dirt late model drivers, you know, their thought process is. But uh, what's just your initial reaction when they they announced this, you know, yesterday or a couple days ago? I really like this format. I think it's good for everybody involved when you're thinking about the overall experience. And um, it's just like – in my times of going to Eldora these past, you know, two years, at least, it's just like, you know, that, that Thursday preliminary night is almost like you're really not even thinking about it going into Saturday. It seems like so much on track action has happened over those last like 48 hours. It's, this is a nice way of, of really like, um, of just condensing the program. Right. I mean, that's, that's the whole overall motive of doing this and then the drivers are racing for the same amount of money essentially on one night as they were as they would be in two nights so um and then fans too i it's like you know as you had mentioned derek the only other dirt late model you know marquee big event that uh splits the field up into two nights on the prelim nights would be the gateway dirt nationals so but uh, my initial reaction to this reminded me of like the Knoxville Spring Car Nationals. And, um, you know, that's that'd be the only other really big crown jewel outside of late model racing that I can think of. And, um, you know, I really like the Knoxville Nationals format and 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 seeing other drivers roam the concourse and um interact with fans with not having the pressure of the regular race day loom over them and uh i just think it'll improve the overall atmosphere and experience and and um and also give us reporters you know more of uh 
of a um a straightforward i guess approach because when you have two features i mean there's there's so much that goes on right that that we have to cover too so kind of keeps things more focused and straightforward and um i think we'll, we'll we should uh hopefully get done at a more reasonable hour too we will and so that's that is always nice and yeah it's just there's a lot of positives to take away from this and you know glad that um, you know, it's an obvious sign that Eldora Speedway has always been ahead of the curve and always thinking of ways to improve their product and to improve the overall fan experience. So, you know, this fits right along with that, too. Yeah, Todd, uh, two things. First thing, are you going to separate, like, is Kovac going to have one night off and then Kyle works, <laughs> like the drivers, or are you going to, like, how are we going to assess that situation? That's probably a good idea. We can all rotate each, uh, each take <laughs> one of the first, uh, and then we can all be there on Saturday. No, I, I don't know about that. I do like it. It's a good solution for the track in that uh, um, instead of cutting a racing day, you still race every day, but you do you give those half the guys off. So it kind of fits uh, fits uh, uh, you know the needs for everybody for the track to keep uh, keep its three day program uh, for everybody to get to race. Uh, and you get more money. It is a little bit different now. We have uh, 25 lappers before, now 40 lappers. So a little bit longer for those 25,000 to win races. Uh, and don't let us uh, overlook the whole, the fact that the entire purse is bigger. This is, I guess, outside the two Eldora Millions. These are the first two races, I believe, with a purse of more than $600,000. Right. Uh, definitely models. Uh, and on Saturday night, uh, the last place guy who finishes 26 will take home $6,000, which is the most of anybody for a starting money uh, in a late model race. That was that surpasses uh, the old silver, silver, do silver dollar nationals, 5300 uh, to start uh, money. So that's significant. And I think we've heard that little bit of a, a drumbeat for more money back in the back in the field. And I think this, uh, this is at least a nod to that. Uh, uh, they, they don't have the whole purse released yet. They're still working on that part of it. Uh, but everybody from second place through 26th uh, will make more money than last year. Of course, the winner is going to make less money than last year. We're back to a uh, hundred thousand to win. Uh, it had gone up into the 120s, up to 129 last year. Uh, so, th so the winner gets a little less, but everybody else is going to take Right. A little more. So uh, I, th I think uh, overall, lots of good uh, changes here. And I just like to see a different format, too. I thought I thought having the dream and world having identical formats for so many years. And you have so many twin preliminaries and blah. It just it was a little onerous. And, and by by Friday night of World 100 weekend, now you've seen this so many times. It's like it's nice. It'll be nice to have a little bit of a different feel. Uh, also, and and maybe uh, and obviously the twenty five thousand dollar winner is a, a little bigger, higher profile uh, than winning a twin uh, twin feature before. Uh, so we may see some guys sneak in uh, and and you know put their name on a stamp their name at Eldora with one of those races, even if they don't win the uh, the big show on Saturday. Yeah, three thoughts I have on that, Kovac. Uh, a lot of rumbling saying that the purses are too high for the winner, so Eldora's listening to the drivers and people in the industry. Lower that. $6,000 to start, like Todd said. 
It was $1,500 to start the 1994 Dirtlay Battle Dream. So they keep adding more and more money. And the third thing is, Kovac, with all this hot lap and qualifying we've done over the years with the three-day format dueling twin features, now that if we have weather-related issues coming in, like rain's coming in, we can get qualifying and hot laps in, and they can adjust the schedule a little bit better and, you know, help stuff out. Oh, yeah, uh, I mean, with the El- Eldora, the Dream, what, usually 70 to 90 cars, I don't know, something in that, and the world usually gets more. Um, but if you're, you're breaking that down into, you know, probably 35 to 40 cars each night, that's going to be, that could be a very compact, nice, quick show. Uh, and you don't have to worry about all those. I mean, that, that's, that's cutting down time trials and, and hot laps in half, really, uh, the time you need to do it. Uh, and that's going to help if there is that weather issue, because there's plenty of weather issues. You know, you won't have to do all that qualifying, uh, even if there's a rain delay. You don't have to get all this, you don't have to get 80 to 100 cars qualified uh, it started if you're starting at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock or something, because there, there was a delay in the start. Um, and it's this, it's the same, like if you do have to do a double header too, that'd help also because you don't have to, uh, do twice the full fields of qualifying. You just do uh, two separate shows, you know? So it'd be like basically down into one day, uh, and, uh, rather than all that, all that racing and trying to stuff it in and, uh, and it's going to help the racetrack too, I would imagine. That's going to be it's going to be less laps on the racetrack, and, and that always helps uh, keep a racetrack uh, fresher for the for the whole night. Yeah, it's something to keep in uh, in the back of our minds because Mother Nature. I feel like at any big significant Eldora weekend, there's always a chance of participate or precipitation. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that. But I don't know. I think it's a it's a good idea. Uh, are these drivers going to be okay, Kyle McFadden? Because I feel like we're in this mode where we got to race every day. There's a lot of money online. You think they're going to be okay with it? God forbid if they could take a night off. <laughs> I think the drivers will be more. It'll be interesting to see the the groups, right? I think, um, I think from like that standpoint, it'll be. I think a driver will be more. Probably could get a little bit more <laughs> worked up out of something that's not in anybody's control really, you know, cause it's, it, it's a, a, a random, you know, uh, generator in, in terms of, you know, how the groups are produced and whatnot, but in, in terms of like, um, you know, taking that, that like night off, it's, I would, obviously I would rather be on Thursday. Um, I would rather race on Thursday, get my prelim night out of the way and then have a chill night on Friday. Um, if I were in a driver's shoes, just because, um, you know, I would, I would be fresh off of Wednesday's tune up night on Castrol flow racing night in America, assuming all goes well there. And, uh, I would just want to get mine out of the way on, on Thursday and, uh, kick back and relax on Friday. But, you know, either, or it's, um, I just think it's good, you know, from like, um, from a fan's perspective because like these these prelim nights are are so they're so long um and i don't really feel like a driver has a whole lot of time to really go out of you know their way to um i mean yes like mostly every dirt lake model driver in america 
you know, makes time for fans. But now, you know, you, you have an off night to not only make time for fans, but, you know, do something with your sponsors or uh, just have a, a chill, like relaxing night with your family or, you know, there's, there's just that, that off night. And, and so, um, but like, I don't think it'll, you know, take any use to getting or getting used to, um, you know, I think it'll come, come down to, you know, hopefully the, I mean, the, the dirt late model world is, is so, so deep. It's unlike sprint car racing to where, I mean, you can really like at the Knoxville nationals. I mean, there's, there's years, there's definitely almost every year where you look back at the prelim nights and it's like, usually that Thursday night is, uh, is by and large the tougher night. And, um, just in, in terms of drivers, uh, it's usually front loaded with, with most of the elite talent and you don't really have that in dirt lane model racing. So, um, you know, there's, there's always, um, there's, there's always it just feels like evenly dispersed, you know, fields talent wise. And, and, um, you know, now too, it's like a, a guy like, um, you know, just, just guys who, who have, I mean, you're, you're taking obviously, you know, for those prelim nights and, and then now it's just, you know, one each night, but it's just like, um, it's the margin for error, you know, is obviously going to be less too, because you, Yes, like it's it, it it's up in the lap count from twenty five laps to forty, um, but you know now you only have one night, so um, yeah, so you it's just um, I would rather have it that way though as a driver, um, even if something goes if even if knowing that something could go wrong and the margin for error error is less uh, than having you know two shots at it and uh, on a racetrack that's usually really wore down by the end of the night so um yeah it's um i think every driver will uh every driver's opinion will will probably funnel back into some sort of positivity in this so um but in terms of the mental aspect of it um you know i guess every driver takes their off off nights a little differently Todd, Eldora, historically, me, especially me, when I first started going, it was only two nights. Qualify on Friday, only race Saturday. We've, I know we've been on it a few times here on this podcast, but we're adding another night. We kind of uh, put our toes in the water a little bit with you know those dueling double features in 21, and then we had to come back for the dream for the at the World 100. What's just your initial reaction that we're going to be there four nights? I know it's not going to be full fields, but – People are going to have to get there on Monday and Tuesday now, maybe. it's I don't know. I, the, we always say Eldora probably won't lose its luster, but, again, here we are with the four days, and it was kind of nice only being there three days as well on the flip side of it. Yeah, I think I think that's it's going to be a little tougher to weigh how these uh, Thursday and Friday preliminary nights are because now we do have that Wednesday show ahead. So, so it's kind of like uh, we got a break in some way, but then we added another day. Um, I don't know. We'll see how that pans out. I, I mean, in all, in my preference, I would rather not have that uh, that race right there on Wednesday. Uh, you know, try this format out. You know, over three days and see how it goes. Um, the thing I, the thing I miss from the old days at Eldora to be to be the old guy. You know, is 
is Saturday night at seven o'clock starting that first heat race. Um, I think years ago, whenever we started adding hot laps and whatever, Saturday night just does not carry the same uh, excitement and drama that it used to. That is one thing I would bring back uh, to Eldora uh, with the World 100 or the Dream or, or both. Um, you know, people always said, oh, but you can't do that. The track will be bad. Oh, there'll be a big pileup in turn one. Oh, this and that. All these things that could happen that I don't think ever did happen. Um, let's go back to that. I mean, that that excitement at 7 o'clock uh, when you ran that first heat race on World 100 or Dream Night, um, it was it was palpable. I mean, it was good stuff. And, and now that we, you go back these days, it's like you're just hot lap and everybody's out there. And I don't know, it just it just doesn't have the same uh, the same vibe as it did. So that's one thing I would love to um, you know bring back uh, if we're tinker with these outdoor formats. That's uh, that's one I'd toss out there. Callback, final thing before I'm going to go around and ask you guys uh, one other question about Eldora, maybe what format you'd like to see or if you had the chance to run a big E special there. Um, put some more – Kyle kind of said it, but it does put more pressure on the drivers because if you have a you know junk night, you have mechanical troubles, you hit the wall in qualifying, you're going to be definitely, definitely behind the eight ball. I know if you look at the points in the past, if you did have a bad night, you could maybe gain up a little bit, but it wasn't like significant amount, but you still had that – you know, hey, we still have another night here. We can get as many points as possible and start up farther front. If you, you know, miss qualifying, you're going to be starting last in a heat race and you, you can be in trouble. Yeah. Oh, it's going to put some more pressure on everybody. Uh, yeah. You don't, you don't have that mulligan night almost. I mean, I'm not a total mulligan. You can't just wipe it out, but at least you can improve that second night uh, and, uh, you know, and, and make yourself better for that heat race on Saturday. Uh, one thing I, uh, I, I think is this, this isn't brand new though. I mean, with, uh, the years that there was the double dreams and the double worlds, and then even with the million in the, in the dream back to back in 2022, that was only one day, everybody, there was one prelim night and then the dream and, and then, then the world and one prelim night and then the second one. So, uh, everybody made it through that with just having, uh, you know, one night of, uh, of the one chance at a prelim. Uh, to get your points to to set up for the heat races, so everybody can probably can relax there. I, I don't don't have to. Um, I don't think that should be an argument that uh, we're only their drivers are only going to be getting one night, and especially with the money that Eldora is putting up, they're putting up some big money. I get six, over six hundred thousand dollar purse for that week, um, and and all and, and having that, uh, uh, we're not thrilled the four nights in a row at Eldora. That's a lot of racing, you know, um, with that Castro race added to Wednesday, but that. That'll you know kind of you know calm everybody down if they if they're uh you know about how many times they race that week you get to run three times and it saves you can look at it too it saves everybody a trip to Eldora uh, the last two night last two years the Castrol race has been at the end of April and uh, you know tricky weather at that time of year and the track track's been pretty heavy and rough and uh, both times they ran. Uh, this time you don't, that's another trip. I mean, so many drivers want to go to outdoors as much as they can. Now they can do it all in one. That's, that's a pretty good savings there too. Plus there's more money involved. Um, you know, even you have, uh, that, that prelim night, it's, uh, you're, you're running for the same amount of money. It appears, you know, we don't know the exact breakdown, but with considering it's going from 12,000 to win to 25,000 to win, uh, that night, 
you're running for the, it should equal out a little bit uh, with how much money you can make if you're good. Oh yeah, for sure. The pressure will be even higher. The stakes will even be higher, but it's, you know, it's Eldora. Usually the cream rises, you know, cream of the crop always rises. So, all right. So I'm going to ask you guys, go around the room. If you could have a race at Eldora, what kind of format would you like to see? Are you okay with the one that they use now? Uh, I'm, here's mine is, so the World 100, we're going to go Wednesday night. We'll have a castle race. You know, I'm being a company man. We'll have a nice race on Wednesday night. Thursday, we take off. Friday, one round of qualifying, Saturday line, invert 36 and run the heat. So let's go back to an old school World 100 format. I think I think people would truly appreciate it. Uh, I don't know. I think I think it would be awesome. Like Todd says, at 7 p.m. is the first actual race action. Besides on that Wednesday, I think you would get the best of both worlds. People get their testing on Wednesday, day off, get to enjoy the festivities, do the tech day again, whatever. I don't know. That's just what I would want to do. I think it would be cool. Uh, bring back we'll call it like the old school 100 or something you know i think it'd be i think it'd be badass i think it'd be intriguing too because qualifying would put a lot of pressure on people so that's what i'm going with wednesday castro friday qualifying saturday old school or 100 format what about you kyle what would you do yeah it's like i've you know i like the idea of the castro race you know because it, as kevin had said it saves everybody a trip to eldora everybody's already there it's kind of like a you know, the new look version of the prelude to the dream. Right. And so, um, but I would say like, if we're going to be there for four days, um, if I had to choose like something different, I really like this format that they have now, but if I had like, for the sake of choosing something different, uh, if, if we're going to be there for four days, you know, why not, you know, push these prelim nights back to Wednesday and Thursday, and then take a page out of the Knoxville national sprint car format and have like a hard knocks night on Friday. Uh, whereas like, I get it. Like the heat races on Saturday is what really sets, sets the tone for uh, any Eldora crown jewel. Um, I mean, those heat, those heat races um, leading into the main event on Saturday night are some of the most in intense uh on track action competition that, that dirt late model racing could ever have. So, uh, but what I'm trying to say is, is, is that, um, you know, have, have some like lock in guaranteed starters, whether if that's, you know, the top, the top four, um, from each prelim night lock in, uh, to the lineup on, on Saturday, um, and then have the next however many drivers lock in the heat races and then uh, have a, a quote unquote last chance night on Friday, so to speak. And, and um, you know, if you don't qualify into that or, or make the top however many, you know, uh, the top cut that you would need to tag the tail end of the heat races or the last rows of the heat races, then we save ourselves some time on Saturday eliminate some consolation races perhaps so thinking outside the box there but um i would say like if we're going to be there for four days if i had to choose something different i, I like the castro night on wednesday i do but um um you know why not add maybe that qualifying or or that last chance night there on friday get some other guys a chance to to have the spotlight even 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 if it's a um you know a race just to keep them alive and to keep them 
keep keep their hopes alive for that dream week. Todd, what about you? Are you gonna are you gonna come on my side? We'll just do qualifying and then we'll just run heat races in bird thirty six and just let's just go to heat one. <laughs> I, I I like yours. I, I will say that I, I've uh, I've advocated for that before, uh, but I'll go with something different. Uh, uh, and maybe this will be for the World One Hundred weekend with a hundred or so cars. Uh, I'd like to see um, so a three day program Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and on Thursday and Friday we draw um, five groups of cars and we just draw them out of a hat. Those guys all qualify and then we just run five features and all of them pay, um, I don't know, maybe, I don't know what we can afford. Make it make it a decent amount. Uh, it'd be nice to be a thousand to win each. Uh, so that's all you would have. You would have no heat races. You would have no consolation races. You just have time trials and then five 20 lap features. Uh, and do that the first two nights, compile points from that, and then do your deal on Saturday. Um, the drivers would give that a big thumbs down. Uh, at least I'm giving them time <laughs> trials. I mean, if it, was, if, if it was the real, if I was really uh, speaking my heart, I would say draw and run them. Uh, but um, I don't know, that might be fun. It'd give you five features each night. Uh, you don't have the drag of the, the hot laps and the qualifying and the heats and the consies before the feature. It's a little quicker program, uh, maybe a little more excitement. Uh, it'll never happen, but uh, I'm glad to throw that out there in case somebody does want to use that. Hey, did, well, did they use that type of format at the Nightmare? Was it something like that where they had like triple features or they'd be like heat races too then? I think it was uh, the nightmare was draw only, no time trials. Uh, they hot oh, and then they ran in features. I think okay, so, five's enough. Five. You know, I, I forget <laughs> the exact car count, but, but yeah, there were ten features right. and everybody run one. That was uh, yeah the original nightmare, which was the night before the first dream. So, so, so we definitely we have a chance. We could do this, Todd. I'm in, I'm in favor of this too. Let's just run features, <laughs> do the points, and let chaos ensue. Uh, Kowak, I'm sure you want to have like a 200 lapper with pit stops and stuff like that for your format, right? Like the big blocks. Hey, I, I would like to see a 200 <laughs> lap late model race someday with pit stops. You know, I, I mean, you guys haven't really seen 200s that the big blocks ran, <clears throat> and there was some there. There was excitement to them, you know, that like putting these guys, making them do pit stops. Although they have to make sure that there's enough room. Uh, you know, some tracks didn't really have enough room, but. That was a whole other element. I, I'd heard in the way in you know in the past that Knoxville, I don't know. I thought I thought that they tinkered with that idea, like having something for the late model nationals. I mean, I don't know if that's true or anything. I'm not I'm not positive, but that would totally stick out. When's the last time there's been a 200 lap uh, late model race? That, um, and the thing is, I, I, although I, the the modified, the big black guys, the the crews, they were a little more in tune with that kind of thing, you know, with the with the pit stops, there's not as many of them now and in the live pit stops don't happen very often either with, with big block racing. Uh, the whole fall used to be filled every weekend with a 200 lapper that had live pit stops. Everybody had the quick fills and, um, it, go ahead. I was going to say, uh, sorry we're cutting you off, but have you seen our late model guys in the, like for pit stops when that, a driver comes in, it's like a fire. Well, drill. that was so my next. Do, like, that was my next comment. Before. That was my next comment here, Derek. Remember, I, I was saying like the the big block guys, the crews were in tune with that kind of thing. You know, the live pit stops. 
Um, I'm always amazed every time I see a late model pit stop when guy, some guy pulls into the infield and, and my God, it looks like Keystone cops, like crazy. I, I just, just a massive of, of people running everywhere around it. You know, you don't just have the drivers that, you know, the crews of the driver, you have the crews from the other drivers and these guys are coming in and there, there's more than a dozen guys like all over the place in front of the, it's just, and, and. I don't know if a lot of those crew guys probably have never moved that fast in their life. You know, really? I mean, geez, I'm surprised some of them are, are like, you know, over by the end of these pit stops are just people running everywhere. There, there is not, they would have to get very, very much more organized uh, for pit stops. I mean, I, I think I've even noted that in my 10 things worth mentioning a few times over the years. Like I'm just standing in there in the infield and I'm like, well, my Got ma the mass mayhem here with this pit stop. Um, uh, yeah, that, that would have. I would. I would like personally. I would like. I wouldn't mind seeing a 200 lapper. I know people. Uh, you know, that's not a late model thing. Although the 200 lapper is a big box. Remember, they always counted the caution flag laps also. So it's it's probably about the same as a hundred lapper. You know, no caution counting. So it wouldn't take much longer. I don't think, but it would add in an element that is kind of for it would i think everybody had to practice uh pit stops without having 10 other guys from other teams coming in and helping <laughs> on the pit stop because it would have to be this is your guys you only you guys are allowed to do it so uh it yeah yeah nobody else can come in there and check tires and check other things like you know everybody does in, the, in late model pit stops i like it kovac i think that's what we should do <laughs> 200 lappers get the guys in nice crew shirts or you know, get yeah. ready to get uh, dialed in. You know, two hundred. They all gotta find a gas man you know. to get that gas can up there. You know, so. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, we've seen races in recent history where people have been running out of gas. So that'd be that'd be quite comical mm -hmm. to see who could fill up the gas tank right. the fastest. But nonetheless, Eldora mm -hmm. always uh, on top of the news cycle in the dirt lay model world, ahead of PRI, which starts tomorrow there in Indy. So good luck to Kyle and Tata. They'll be roaming the ground floor is looking for great breaking news and notes and nuggets as well. All right. One more thing. We'll finish off. Kyle, we'll start with you. Yeah. Um, I actually followed up with Logan Robertson, um, the Virginia native who you actually, you, uh, interviewed on your Castrol fast five, uh, a few months ago there, Derek and his plans for next year. He's not returning to that broad next shaker motorsports team. Actually, uh, I believe the plans there for the 89 car are to not continue. Um, and so, but he's has what it takes, or he has the means to c continue on there with his family deal and his family operations. So going to have a, a mixed bag again next year of super late model races and crate races too. So uh, he's just one of the many, um, you know, transitioning, shuffling drivers uh, in our quote unquote off season. So, but yeah, um, Todd and I, we're going to be out at PRI all week and, uh, it's always a busy time, even though the news never, never stops. It's always a revolving or it's, so it's just always, uh, uh, always comes in. It seems on a steady stream these days, but, uh, but no, there's, there's always stuff to follow. So make sure you follow along with, uh, what we gather and, and find out on the show floor and, uh, out in the halls of the convention center in Indianapolis. Who's going to the banquet? Are you, are you both going or Kyle, are you going to the banquet or I'll be there. 
I'll be looking good. All right. So, they got some good food yeah. there. So we want some pictures. Yeah, they got the buffets. Like Absolutely. Food was fantastic. I assume that you won't be there, Suave. So, um, no, baby. I sat next to you baby year. I don't know. I might have to find some, you know, new people to sit with. So we'll, we'll be all right. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time there at Lucas Oil uh, Stadium. Great food, great hospitality, and uh, a lot of paychecks are going to be paid out that weekend for Rick Schwally and the gang. Um, I one more thing is I uh, want to give a shout-out to Jonathan Clayton and Matt Curl, the runner of the Mars Racing Series. Their schedule came out um, in a time where, I hate to say this, like in just weekly racing, not many tracks have super late model racings, uh, races can, you know throughout the entire year. Uh, this kind of helps out those Illinois tracks, maybe the promoters to make some money there where they can have a good regional base coming to the racetrack. Uh, obviously, Summer Nationals does very well, but that's only one time at some track. So this is the opportunity for some Illinois and the surrounding area racetracks to get super late model racing uh, for maybe just help the promoter, you know, have a good crowd and make some money, another extra chance. Um, travel Traveling any far too crazy. Um, I think they have 15 tracks on the schedule. Um, a lot of $5,000. So drivers like Jason Fager and uh, Ryan Unzicker have shown over the last couple of years, if you can, you know, do very well, be successful, you can make some good money on this series. So I just want to, uh, you know, give them a shout out for making the year two of their schedule with uh, some more races. And we have another hundred lapper at Macon. So, I mean, who always, that's going to be fun. That'd be exciting. And then I know they're going to Paducah for the world 50 for 12 grand and February for another 12. So, Good money for the Illinois drivers and maybe you know, Hoosier State drivers that can come over and check it out. But uh, with just at a time with weekly racing and tracks trying to get supers, so the racetrack is another opportunity for them to get the job done and have uh, you know, a good field come to your racetrack on a Friday or Saturday night. Uh, Todd, how about you? And then we'll finish with Kovac. Um, I've spent the last several days uh, kind of finishing up our uh, updating our history section from uh, from the end of the 2023 season with the uh, series updates and race updates and we have a master schedule um, and I'll just do a little log rolling here and encourage people who have never uh, delved into that history section to check it out it's uh, um, if, if you like history and the old racing like I do you could uh, uh, find yourself wiling away a few hours in there. Uh, it's a treasure trove of information and lots of fun to see uh, uh, the old names or to see who is in an old old race or compare uh, the field of a race to today uh, or see what um, see what was going on back in the 80s or 90s or whenever it was. Uh, so I encourage you to click on that history tab at the top of uh um, dirt on dirt and uh, kind of dive in and uh, check out some of that stuff. I I have fun updating it every year and I'm always uh, uh, sure to get the, all those details right. Uh, I don't want 50 years down the road somebody to find some mistake we made here in 2023. So uh, so check out that history section and uh, and uh, that's lots of, lots of fun in there to uh, to see what was going on back in the day. Yeah, I do. It is awesome to go look at all those races, and uh, but I do get heartbroken a lot, Todd, because I see a lot of Crown Jewels or Weaver finished runner up at them, like the World One Hundred, USA Nationals, Jackson One Hundred. It's like what could have been, you know, what could have been for the Gibson City native. But yeah, but in all seriousness, it is cool. And I remember being at the uh, Show Me One Hundred pit area, Wheatland, and talking to Jonathan Davenport and Brian Liverman back in twenty fifteen, and me and Rigsby showed him 
that if you go, you know, not the mobile app, if you actually go onto your Safari and type in dirtondirt.com and click on history and see all the results, they were like, they were amazed. They couldn't believe that you could see all these results from all the big famous races. So I, I thought that was always, that's a one memory from, you know, showing people the history page. It's very enjoyable and a good reading. Uh, Kovac finished strong for us. Uh, this is a, a pre-PRI news. Uh, this came out Tuesday in the afternoon that Keith Burner's AccuForce dinos and testers, uh, you know, everyone knows that. He, he's a Keith Burner, late, uh, late model race from Ohio. He's really and, and does and at their lot of races. Guys, uh, AccuForce Spring Smashers uh, line have, uh, have been really big, uh, really popular in the last few years. And, uh, he announced that uh, he has he's been he's selling the the Spring Smasher product line to DRP Performance Products. It's a Virginia company that's in the rear suspensions and stuff, uh, and he's selling that. Uh, so I mean, he's still going to be in business with his uh, with some other thing, rebrand after Burner Performance. It's going to be called, uh, and he's going to still be involved with you know Chia, you know data acquisition, shock, shock services, torsion bar dynos, high torque. I'm looking at his press release at high torque uh, shock dynos, stuff like that. Um, but the actual uh, AccuForce Spring Smashers, it's all going to be sold now through uh, uh, the DRP performance. Uh, it's starting immediately, and, and Burner will help that chance. Burner, one, Keith Burner, one of the great guys in the pits, is always uh, so it's got always says hello, and you know, and his right. wife uh, is always with him so many times. Always great to talk to them, and you know, it's it's yeah, congratulations to them for uh, you know for uh, selling their business, selling that line, a product line. Uh, to a big company, and uh, you know they've done a lot of work to build that AccuForce uh, deal up, and you know it's uh, good to see them having some success there, and you know in a bigger company, uh, look finding that and wanting to get a, get a part of it. And arguably, you could say that as like one of the most underrated things that are in trailers now. It changed the racing game. Oh gosh, yeah, you know forever. We talk about we talk about like tires and chassis and body types. Like this is arguably a top three thing in the history of our sport. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like you you don't have one of those in your trailer, and uh, you're you're probably being going to be behind. I mean, that's such an important thing, and I have no idea how they work. I don't know what they do. I'm not sure. I just know they squeeze things down and stuff. But uh, but everybody seems like you if you ha- you better know how to work them now. And 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 Keith has been someone I know. A lot of drivers and teams would go to his shop and and you know get taught how to you know, do that right. stuff and uh, make sure they're doing it the right way. No more scaling at Walmart and casino parking lots as well. <laughs> yeah, as that's right. Your in your, Grain uh, scales that could fall on your way. foot like Scott Bloomquist, right? I mean, it's dangerous, yes, yes. right? We don't, we don't want to do that. All in all, uh, Eldora yeah. breaking news, PRI this week. We'll have a full topic of conversation next week on the Dirt Reporters with uh, the Gateway Dirt Nationals as they head to St. Louis. But, uh, Everybody have fun at PRI. Everybody enjoy their off-season. Kovac, you need to take a shower because you have your stamp probably at Sloppy Joe's from yesterday during happy hour. Uh, all in all, everybody, everybody enjoy the month of December as we roll on, and uh, the racing season is just heating up. We'll have some news and notes. So be, keep your browsers locked in to DirtOnDirt.com and Flow Racing. Until next time, this is the Dirt Reporters. Thank you for watching.